Welcome to Wednesdays with Wade. John Wade, that is, St. Louis University Archivist Emeritus and proud SLU graduate. Tune in each Wednesday for a different topic representing SLU's legends and lore, historical tidbits from SLU's 200 years of mission that pay tribute to our community's commitment to a higher purpose and greater good. Brought to you from the Office of Mission and Identity. So welcome back to our um, standing date with John Wade. And today our topic is the history of where the Billiken came from, the SLU mascot. So John, this is an episode that I've been looking forward to. So I am anxious to hear uh, what you have to share with us. So take it away. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And thanks to all our our, our listeners for listening in for the past few weeks. I hope these, uh, these little sessions are, are, are interesting to you. First of all, St. Louis U and the high school, St. Louis University High School uh, are the only schools in the country that have the Billiken as their mascot. Uh, so that's the number one claim to uniqueness. And this whole notion of mascot, evidently it's, it goes back to Europe probably France in the 19th century, the 1850s, 1860s. Mascot, I think it was a French word, mascot, or like a charm or talisman. And, and evidently, initially, it was used primarily with, in the context of gambling. If, if a gambler had this good luck charm or, or little uh, talisman, it would bring, uh, bring the gambler good, good luck in games. And in, in terms of associating with sports teams it, you know here in the united states it probably dates from that same time as well now this is mascots in general not, not the billiken there were uh, baseball teams in the 1860s who had who had mascots and ironically st louis U had a baseball club evidently as early as 1866 st louis U had a uh, a club called the pickwicks that's you know uh, the sport that mascots are most often associated with is football. And evidently the first college football team mascot was the Yale Bulldog. Well, the whole notion of you know, how did St. Louis U's teams become known as the Billikens? Uh, so we had this football team, certainly from 1899 on, uh, probably a little bit earlier than that. And I should say that other than this Pickwick, the baseball team, the football teams were generally known just as the blue and the white. So there was no particular mascot associated. Well, where did the name come from? Well, one of the stories is that there was a, an Alaskan ivory carver named, uh, his nickname was Happy Jack. And he used to carve these little figures in, in ivory. He evidently created these, these little figures back around 1900 that the, the, the Billiken uh, was this Eskimo or Alaskan god of good luck, according to many stories. Well, I mean, if there are, there are, I mean, I think if you look in, in you know, in Alaskan uh, history, Alaskan legends, uh, you can still find these Billikens uh, in Alaska. But also there's stories that it comes from the Far East, from Japan. There's a large statue to the Billiken, to this figure that we know as the Billiken. Evidently though, the, the, the source, the real source of the Billiken uh, 
figure, and then we'll get to how it's associated with diversity, comes from, of all places, Kansas City, Missouri. Oh. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of the story that I, I, uh, I think is probably the most, the most accurate. If you check the U.S. Patent Office, uh, October the 6th, 1908, the U.S. Patent Office issued a design patent, and I'll give people the number if they want to look at it, design patent number 39,603 to a young lady by the name of Florence Pretz, P-R-E-T-Z, of Kansas City, Missouri, for her, and this is a quote from the design patent, for her ornamental design form, which she simply called the Billiken. Now, this young lady was 21 years old. How she came to design this image is another is an interesting story, all, all on its own. Now, she was, as I mentioned, a young aspiring artist in Kansas City. In 1908, she was working as an art teacher at the Manual Training School, a high school in Kansas City. For all those people, and I must admit, I was one of those too, who want to believe that you know. The, Billiken had this real mysterious ending like Alaska or Japan. Uh, <laughs> it might be a little bit disappointing to hear that Pret, Florence Pretz said, and I'm going to quote her, the Billiken just happened, just had to happen, you know. She said that she received the inspiration for the Billiken from her reading of uh, the, uh, uh, the Rubaiyat of Omar Khayyam. She said she was so taken by, uh, by the notion that, that she derived from reading the Rubia, uh, that it was going to shape her own life. And she said she decided, I'm going to quote here, make an image from which, which embodied hope and happiness to sort of live up to. So she sketched this image. And if you look at the design, you'll see that it's this roly-poly little cherub-looking face fellow that we know, know of as, as the Billiken. She said that it was the God of things as they, as they should be. And she called this thing the Billiken, this image the Billiken. Now, you might well, where did she get the, 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 the Billiken? Well, she claims that it came from a poem, which she calls Mr. Moon, A Song of the Little People. And it's in a collection of poems by these two poets. And if you read this, poem on the Mr. Moon, uh, they recite a litany of names for the little people, and one of the names for the little people is Billiken. Well, at the time this figure appears, this Billiken-like figure became very, very popular all over the United States. Uh, the Billiken was made into dolls, postcards, plates, little statues, watch fobs, belt buckles. I mean, in the archives at the university, there's little cups and statues and the ivory tusk thing. And there was a company in, out of Chicago called the Billiken Company. The Billiken Company started producing these things. And, and Miss Pretz got involved with a, 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 uh, an arrangement with the Billiken Company to produce all these items with the Billiken uh, likeness in them. She drew up a contract with the, with the Billiken Company, and evidently the Billiken Company kind of took advantage of her 
And so oh. she got to the point, she was so angry that she never saw much, if anything, in the way of any proceeds from all these sales. And then later on, she got so mad, she said she never wanted to see another Billiken image ever again because- Really? Was, oh yeah, she was so angry about this that the Billiken company basically kind of cheated her, you know, and evidently they made a lot of money off of it. Now, in any case, okay, now, so we, now we've got hmm, the whole idea of mascots. We've got the Billet, St. Louis U football team, the blue and the white or the blues, whatever you want to call them. We've got Florence Pretz, hmm, we've got the Eskimo carvings. We've got Florence Pretz and her Billiken image. Well, how does St. Louis U become associated with it? Well, in, in 1910, the university hired a football coach by the name of Coach John Bender. And Bender had played football himself at University of Nebraska. Uh, and he was, he was here coaching at St. Louis U. And I think he was actually in law school at the university at that time. Now, there's a little disagreement as to who for, called Bender a Billiken, but if you look at a picture of Coach Bender, and you look at a picture of the Billiken figure, which was very popular around the United States. Someone, there's some people that say there was a, a university law student by the name of Charlie McNamara, said, oh, there, he saw the team Bender practicing with Coach Bender, and he was aware of this Billiken figure, or this figure being popular, called the Billiken. He said, oh, that, there's Coach Bender and his Billikens. You know, the, and he evidently placed a picture of the Billiken figure and Coach Bender up in a, in a store near Grand and McLean, near the university campus. Uh, and that's how it, it, it evidently got uh, associated with the university. In any case, the Billiken as the, the, as the god of things as they should be, is if you read some of these, the little sayings on these postcards and on some of these, these little figures, from around that time, that's how he was most often referred to as the god of things as, he, as they should be. And even today, the Billiken figure down by Chaffetz, and it sits out in front of, sits out in front of Chaffetz uh, Arena. Uh, there's the little story there, if you rub the Billiken's belly, it's bound to give you, bring you good luck. Uh, but that's how the, uh, how the Billiken became associated with the university. Uh, and, uh, I don't know what you want to believe, but, and you'll hear other, like I know in Argentina, there's a, uh, there was a magazine, I think it still might even exist, the Billiken magazine, and, or there's a story of this god Billiken would fly over the earth and drop candy to children, sort of like, you know, like a Santa Claus type, type story. But in any case, it's, it seems to be this, the Billiken figure is associated with, with good fortune, good luck, kindness, and, and, yeah. uh, uh, and those sorts of things, which obviously is in line with our university's, our university's right. mission and, and, and our identity. And I, don't, I don't know if you want to change out St. Ignatius for the Billiken here, but uh, it, is, it is interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know that we'll be doing that anytime. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so the Billiken really did not come into existence with SLU from its beginning in 1818. No. It came much later than that, but you know, given, given all the possibilities here, you know, from Alaska to Japan to Kansas City, I think actually my favorite interpretation is that the Billiken more closely resembles the coach. Well, and that, that is, and that's how the, it became associated with the university, because he did the Billiken figure, uh, regardless of where it, it, it originated, you know, the drawing, whether it's an Alaskan carving or... Maybe Miss Pretz saw the Alaskan car. Who knows? But anyway, 
if the design patent that she received from the patent office looks like that picture looks like Coach Bender. And if you look at the, uh, you know, the, uh, the a picture of Coach Bender, and you can go, I think, to the, the library's digital collections, you know, put a plug in the library and look for Coach Bender there. I mean, he looks pretty close to to the the, the picture of the building, and regardless of where the or where that image originally came from, Japan, China, Alaska, parts in, in Kansas City. So, so is uh, there anything in the archives that indicates how Coach Bender felt about that? <laughs> you know, that's an interesting question. I, I don't I don't know, buddy. Uh, I I suspect he didn't make a lot of difference to him because it was, I mean, it was bringing attention to his to his football. And he was, you know, at the time, same as used football teams in that in that first first decade of the 20th century. And through his uh, tenure as coach, the football teams were really pretty good. So now at this point, we experienced technical difficulties. So the closing of our interview uh, was lost. But I will tell you this, what um, we did was we thanked John for helping us understand the history of the Billiken, and we gave a little bit of a preview to what next week is going to be. And next week we are going to talk about SLU's basketball team. So thank you so much for tuning in. God bless. So thank you so much for joining us once again, and we'll see you right back here next Wednesday with John Wade.